So do you all remember uh, back in high school? I don't know if you guys ever had these Socratic conversations. You know, the teacher would like time you and it's like, okay, guys, we're going to move from this topic to that. So Ruben has decided to employ the uh, the, the strategy of a high school teacher. And we're doing Socratic conversations now. We are being sponsored by Socrates. Plato's and Aristotle direct from hell where they are currently burning because those guys had some pretty twisted ideas, you know, and some good ones. Uh, uh-huh. What? Ruben Smiley, look at him. He thought that was super funny. Bro, they're in the first, like, ring. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. I read Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Remember when he went down there and, and Plato was talking to him, he was like, Dante, you are such a great writer, even though that's the only shit he ever wrote. Exactly. Cue the music. the music. Thank you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Quintessentials with Cubed. I am Ruben Kiros. I am one third of Cube, and I'm being joined by Jacob Kiros, another third of Cube, and JQ, the last third of Cube. There we go. Ruben had to cut off my intro because I almost passed the, the time limit on the Socratic conversation. Oh, Jesus the, my Christ. My participation points would have gone down. Shut the hell up. Dude, I love my Socratic. <laughs> Hello to any potential new listeners that are out there. Uh, <laughs> new <laughs> listeners. Ah, uh, Ruben, new Why? listeners. What do you mean, new listeners? Well, because one of my, like, a letterbox review of mine went viral, and then I posted the podcast link underneath, so there's a chance that at least two or three people might Oh, God damn it, Ruben. (laughs) You don't chase clout. You you cannot, Um, it's like feeding a deer. You know, your hands out. The minute you try to pet that shit, it bites your ankles and runs off because it was actually a freaking skinwalker. If I was stuttering before, now I'm going to be stuttering more. (laughs) Everyone chases clout. Everyone chases clout. That's just just not just a me thing. And I debated for like two hours if I was going to do it or not. Yeah. Well, if we do have new listeners, you know, I cannot wait to receive receive the hate comments. I know I'm going to be your exactly. least favorite part of this episode. And you're, any you episode are my that least you favorite part. To. Thank you, Jacob. You I, 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 I appreciate that. I, appreciate, I, I like the silence more than anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the reason I went semi-viral is because I wrote a review for that Dan Spider-Man film that came out last week. Garbage. Yeah, it's bad. So, hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's oh, give it the up. benefit of the doubt. Even yeah. though it's racist, it still has it's the possibility not... to be. Okay, good. the movie itself is not racist. <laughs> the movie itself is just bad. No, it's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, look, look, here's here's look, my thing. There's nothing fair, in here. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't watch it, and I'm not going to. <laughs> look, to be fair, it's a fan film. It's low budget. I get all of that. All of that's true. Though they don't have the same resources of Hollywood production. Yes. But he had 100K, and instead of making, like, a 30, 40-minute film, which would have probably been solid, he made a two-hour vanity project. Yeah. There's a problem, too. The man was talking himself up like crazy. Oh, yeah, he thought he was going to show John Watson company, like, how it's done. Like, like even if, like, bar, bar all that racist shit, like, why are you talking like you've got years of experience in the field, man? You were, like... Some dude with a camcorder. I mean, some decent, uh, you know, stuff. I mean, 
You know, you, you think he'll listen? You think Gavin will listen in? You think nah, Gavin, Gavin has in? other stuff to worry about? Um, oh yeah. Also, they did take Spider-Man Lotus off of Letterboxd again. So I'm not saying that was all Ruben, but I am saying that it probably played a small part in that. So that's about as viral as any of us are getting. For all right. And to wrap up the Spider-Man Lotus conversation, I will give an audio reading of my Spider-Man one-star Spider-Man Lotus review. Oh, 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 yes. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, come on, come on. Yeah, Ruben, come on. Putting aside the abhorrent comments mm. from some of this film's creators and judging Spider-Man Lotus on its own merits. <laughs> the, <laughs> the suit looks great. Some of the action is choreographed and shot well, and some of the VFX look good. Mm-hmm. A lot of VFX look bad, but I won't what? judge it since it's a low-budget fan film. Wait However... Overall, this is poorly made, even for a fan film. It is overly long, poorly paced, and boring. Some of the acting is decent, but a lot of it was bad. The writing was repetitive and made the film meander. There was very poor direction as well. Improper use of establishing shots, bad sound mixing, too many fades to black, a dependence on voiceover, etc. I disagree. I disagree. In point. conclusion, good. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Shh, shh, everybody quiet. <laughs> in conclusion, Gavin, you're not better than John Watts, Kevin Feige, or the NCU Spider-Man. You don't have some profound and revelatory take on Spider-Man and his cast of characters, and you are not the savior of the Spider-Man character. However, you did mark a milestone for the character. Congratulations. Due to the length of your poorly made vanity project, you just made the worst feature-length Spider-Man movie in history. Well, there we go. That, that's that's all I it's need. Not, to say. It's not Shakespeare, but in case you couldn't read, he read it for you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, now into the main body of the podcast. The two Hollywood strikes are still going on. Uh, the WGA is past 100 days, and the actor strike uh, is past four weeks. I'm getting like a serious case of deja vu. I knew he was going to do a joke like that, dude. I knew it. God, God damn it. I was thinking of it. I was thinking of doing a joke like that. And I was like, okay, Jonathan beat me to the punch because I saw his facial reactions to the cameras. All right. If, okay. Letting you guys in behind the scenes. Um, So we had a lot of technical issues while recording this one. So we had to uh, basically don't like redo an entire chunk. And that's what we're doing here right now. Just because of all the issues yeah. we, we had. For your enjoyment. Yeah. Isn't that great? Guys, it's so sad. We lost my uh, my my paranoid schizophrenic joke, but I guess, you know, we just got to have to make do. Ruben's complaining because I brought it up. Why does this let me be me? Why would you just let me be me? <laughs> okay. No, Dad, I'm giving up your dream. That's right. <laughs> okay. So uh, Craven the Hunter got delayed uh, 11 months. Uh, and <laughs> Jonathan, how do you feel about Craven the Hunter getting delayed 11 months? Oh, man, I tell you, I could talk about this at least four more times. I'll tell you, bro, <laughs> I am distraught. I literally, I fell to my knees in a Walmart because I looked down at my phone and Why I saw you, Craven and the delay. Yeah. What were you buying? At the and Walmart? <laughs> at the okay. Walmart? Oh, it's never mind, bro. 
Jacob realized he should not ask me a question like that. <laughs> you do not ask me an open-ended question like yeah, that. Yeah, that's not right, like going right. anywhere good. It leaves anyway, too much room for creativity. I fell to my knees with the wall bar and I lit I grabbed, I was in the toy section and I grabbed the nearest child next to me. And I was like, did you hear that they delayed Craven the Hunter? And he said, Mom, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Describing his trauma, Jacob. (laughs) Jacob, what? Jacob, what are your thoughts? I'm distraught, man. I'm distraught. There's no reason. There's no reason to be distraught. I'm actually happy. All right, I'm gonna be serious on this podcast. Let's let's bring it back to seriousness. Now it's a comedy podcast. It's comedy? No, this is a movie podcast. (laughs) We talk about movies and events happening in Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Jacob just had a stroke mid sentence. (laughs) That's because the echo. We talked about this already. We talked about this. No, but the listener doesn't know about that because that's in the lot. Dude, we're going to have lost media now. Oh, my Dude. God. Okay. Dude, oh, my God. Blame it on Jorge's going to talk about us now. Craven <laughs> got moved. Period. And there you go. He's wow, happy creating him. Jacob speaking in, in the telegram speak. Full stop. Full stop. I agree, Jacob. Saying? Also, um, Ruben, did you say that this was going to be based off of uh, what Craven's Last Hunt? Some of the more dramatic they took elements? inspiration from uh, Craven's Last Hunt. The director, yeah, this, said. the director came on Twitter talking about how this movie is going to be some tragedy. It's going to end uh, as a tragedy. Um, basically, tragedy- what he said, like you'll if you watch the movie, you'll get the idea that not everything will end well. Yeah, like the box office numbers or the third quarter. You know, <laughs> the third quarter is going to be looking. Ooh, That'll be hella tragic when he looks at the numbers. A horrendous movie. Horrendous. Uh, beyond, also announced by Sony, Beyond the Spider Verse got delayed. Um, that one hurts. That one. One of the producers, Chris Miller, said um, that they are going to release it when it is actually done, um, and they are trying to accomplish a satisfying conclusion. Which, in my opinion, the first two movies are so good. If they nail that third part. Contender for best trilogy ever. Probably up there with Lord of the Rings, The Dark Knight. I don't know. I don't know what else I throw up there. Uh, I mean, those are the big ones. Yeah. I'll say Planet of the Apes. Oh, the newer Planet of the Apes. Pretty good. First movie's kind of. And and they did release a second and third movie to the Norm of the North franchise, right? Oh my my God. I knew you were going to say some bad trilogy. There it is. (laughs) Yours, bro? Cars, the Cars trilogy. You know, I will say that when I heard the Beyond news, I was out same trip. I fell to my knees with the yogurt aisle, and which wouldn't you wouldn't you know it? The same kid was right there, and I grabbed him again. Yeah. He was stuck in <laughs> No, he was. His mom was following me. I think. I think. I think I have a chance, guys. You know, I'm like. <laughs> Oh, crazy! Okay, Jonathan, you're so bad. God damn! Even though these stories are fake, they're so bad. Yeah, poor made-up child getting made-up traumatized. Can you talk about what you actually feel besides the yogurt shit, please, or like the Walmart shit? Like, actually give your opinion? I was also upset because they were out of Chobani. But, um, yeah, no, I... No, in all honesty, if I could be real, those first two Spider-Verse movies are some of the best movies I've ever seen in cinema. And though I am sad that the third one's getting pushed back, like you said, like, this 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I could wait 10 years for this next movie to come out. Honestly, look, man, I'm 23 years old. Time moves quick at this point. Like I've got so many other things to worry about. If this thing comes out while I'm still alive, I will be happy. All right. (laughs) As long as it's good, as long as it's great. Jacob, your thoughts on the delay, the indefinite delay. I I agree with that, you know, Um, for sure. Like I, I, uh, I can wait on this movie for sure. And if the animation is better, like after however, you know, amount of time has passed, like I'm, 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 I'm okay, you know? Yeah. All right. And finally, to wrap up the Sony news, uh, Madam Web got delayed uh, a couple months. Guys, um, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to believe this, but apparently Madam Web is a Terminator knockoff where, uh, Peter Parker's the chosen one and someone's trying to kill him. And then yeah. like this this group of uh, elite female uh, spider agents, um, including Madame Webb and a version of Spider-Woman have to save him from so something. Cool. But it's based Jonathan, on Terminator, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Jonathan, Terminator. Jonathan, yeah, yeah, Jonathan, Terminator, man. Yeah, it should work. Yeah. You know how many times that worked? Two out of six. A third, a third of the time, man. That, that, that's, same way, that, that's same way. A third of this podcast works. It's kind of similar to the Man of Steel. Mode, I think about it. You know? How? How? How is that similar to Man of Steel? Superman is the chosen one, and there's people trying to find him and kill him. But that's Jacob, you could say that about just about every movie. The hey, yo, Nemo is the chosen one, and, <laughs> and all those Australian assholes are trying to kill him. That's true. <laughs> it's profound. It's such a Yo, profound notion. Oh my God, guys, this goes so much deeper. So Jesus oh was the God. chosen one. And all those Pharisees <laughs> were trying to kill him. <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand. I won't be saying any think, comments like this anymore. No, I do think I do think that I, I do think that in uh, I think it was the book of John, Pontius Pilate does say Jesus. you are terminated. <laughs> he does. He mentions Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right. Uh, before you guys blaspheme some more, let's move on. Um, I can't also, wait to hear- <laughs> also delayed uh, Tron Three, which sounds like it could be a casualty of the entire thing. Um, awesome. The director oh of Tron Three basically said, uh, "I'm going to quote directly. Today was supposed to be our first day of principal photography on Tron Three. Instead, we are shut down with over 150 people who were laid off." Uh, the AMPTP, SAG-AFTRA, and the WGA need to speed up the negotiation process and not leave the table until it's done. This is Hollywood. We close deals for breakfast. Um, appa- yeah, it, apparently 150 people got laid off, and that's why he was complaining. But he blamed yeah. both guilds as well as the AMPTP, which he probably should have just blamed the producers because they're the ones being really, really greedy here in this situation. It sucks that all those craftspeople lost their jobs. So many of um, those crew members aren't working right now like this, and they don't have a, a union protecting them, or they don't have all the same, like, protections, I guess, right now, since they're not the ones on strike. Mm. That's success. Um, but the unions who are striking are not responsible. That being said, for Tron itself, I would be fine if this movie never saw the light of day. Um, I don't want no Tron movie with Jared Leto as the lead. Um, you guys heard about his. You guys did hear about his method acting for this one, right? 
No, and I don't want to. So yeah. let's ask Jacob about what he thinks. Weird deja vu moment. Jacob, what do you think about? Y'all don't remember? He he said he shoved a flap. He said he shoved the flappy disc up. Okay. Jacob, what do you think about Tron 3? Tron 3? Um, you know, I didn't know it was uh, being made in the first place. I don't know why it's called Tron 3 because... Well, I think it has a different name. Tron Legacy wasn't called Tron 2. And, um, yeah. That's it. You muted me? Yeah, that's what he's going to say. Ah, yeah. You deserve to get muted, huh? Talk about floppy distance. Ruben muted oh, me for speaking my truth yet again. Ah, dude, speaking what truth? Oh, get the frick out of here. Fake news. That's what you're speaking. Yeah, it's called Tron Aries, Jacob. Oh, it's Tron Aries. He muted yeah. me again. Is this because I is this because I accused Russell Crowe of being racist? No. Oh my god. Back <laughs> off. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah, but uh, Tron three. Yeah. Um. I'm excited to see the discs, you know, bouncing off walls, ricocheting and stuff. Did somebody um, say disc? Yes. Floppy disc, maybe? No, okay. Okay. Um, I'm excited for Jonathan to uh, hop in the game and get terminated <laughs> in the game like Elijah Wood in Spy Kids. Uh, actually, it's called getting derest, okay? <laughs> I'm smarter no than response. you. No response. No resurrections this time. <laughs> All right, moving on uh, from the news. Um, oh, um, I hope the strikes get resolved as quickly as possible. It sounds like the WGA and uh, the producers are going to talk again this week, which is good because we have now passed the 100-day threshold, which means it is now longer than the 2007 WGA strike. And the last one that went past 100 days was in the 80s, which now means if you are under the age of 34, this is the longest Hollywood strike you have lived through. Crazy yep. fun fact. And, and also, another crazy fun fact, the only reason this is probably happening is because Netflix was just like, okay, look, Stranger Things 5 needs to start filming or we need to renegotiate all these actors, mm. uh, like contracts, and we're going to lose a lot of money. So guys, come on. Let's stick with our heads for once in our life, right? As soon as money gets involved, that's the moment that they fold. Would you look at that? What a surprise. What? A, well, I'm actually shocked. This is a... So it was it, perfect timing. I by need the SGA. I, yeah, I think I need to go to another Walmart and fall to my knees. Okay. Oh man, preferably with no kid in front of you. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't want to creep him out. Yeah, no. You want to creep this fictional kid who doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Speaking to be clear. of fictional kid, wait a minute. Didn't we watch a movie with fictional teens last week? Look at that segue. Beautiful. Natural. Natural, too. You can't even tell continue, that that continue. Continue. Okay. Exactly. You, you see, you see. We will talk about Ninja Turtles in a bit, but first, I'm sorry, I, I wasted your segue. But first, we want to talk about a movie that came out almost a month ago that we didn't get a chance to talk on the podcast because Jonathan hadn't seen it yet. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Long-ass title. Um... It is also it's directed by Christopher McQuarrie. It is the fourth time he's directed a mission. No, third time he's directed a Mission Impossible movie. He's directed uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout. The, um, the, and Tom the, Cruise is back in the saddle, obviously. He's directed uh, the yeah. best ones. Yeah. Well, some, I mean, Ghost Protocol was pretty good, but that's besides the point. 
He has directed. He directed the best one that came out, Fallout. Um, I still think Fallout is the best. But overall, I think this one's a solid, fun time. Maybe it was a little tiny bit too long would be like the major critique I have for it. Um, they probably could have chopped down like some of the repetitive story beats a little bit on this one. Yep. Um, the action was great as always. The one stunt that you see in the trailers with him jumping off the cliff, absolutely insane. Um, and then Haley Atwell is a great addition to the cast. The returning cast is all good as well. Yep. Um, overall, yeah. Uh, if you can't catch one this one in a theater, I'd say uh, watch it on streaming for sure. But watch this movie somewhere. Uh, who wants to jump in next? I'd say it's, it's yeah, it's really good. Um, there are a few moments where I feel like it gets a little too convoluted. I feel like mm. the last few missions, Mission Impossible movies, that like they've had their 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 moments of convolutedness, but they're still kind of a straightforward narrative. This one has a lot of twists and turns, and in some cases, that's very good. It's dealing with a very interesting concept of AI to begin with. So you know mm. that's that's amazing. The thing is, as soon as you start throwing enough techno jargon in there, you know the, some stuff gets lost, or it's like it's like okay, we got a double cross, a double cross, and then triple cross, and then and then the AI can predict all of our movements. We have to act in a way, and it's like okay, guys, I just want to see Tom Cruise run like this, put in his arms. And you do run. get that in this movie. No, you, you get know, that you know at least lost me, four times. What, what lost one, me? one part that kind of lost me. One scene. Where the guy gets off of like the AI coffin, takes off his mask, and he's like, apparently, like he knows all. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 imagining some dude getting packed in a coffin with like an AI, like giving him all the information, all the probabilities, and all this shit. And then after that, I don't remember that scene. You don't remember the scene? It's no. like when uh, it's, like a it's towards the end, uh, it's the split the second train. thing. He's on the train when he gets out, like. Where he hid to get on the train, the the main villain of the movie. Oh, yeah. oh, was he just him. was he just sitting there like ah, yeah. <laughs> just like, just learning? No, he was lying. <laughs> he wasn't screaming. He was just lying. He was down lying there. there learning though. He was literally like that's <laughs> that locked you. That was two seconds of movie. That was stupid. Oh my god, that <laughs> was enough to lose Jacob. That was I thought that was hella stupid. Dude. What do you guys think about the fact that Tom Cruise is still doing these crazy ass stunts? At over 60 years old. And fun fact, Tom Cruise is like two days older than our father, That's which is gross. absolutely insane. Which is a, 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 like a fun fact only for us, because you guys do not know, do not know my man. Yeah. Anyhow, anyway, Jacob has a look of concern on his face. Gotcha. But yeah, um, yeah. You you guys don't know our father, so yeah, that that's, yeah, that's a fun fact just for Cube. That's a that's a Cube fun fact just for Cube. Just uh, for well, I'm well. What I gotta say is that apparently drinking your own piss works. You know, I think maybe we have to give the church of <laughs> maybe we have to give the Church of Scientology a, another look over. You know, yeah, dude. I think the Fountain of Youth. I think that Elroy Hubbard and probably I think I think he's onto something. You mean Elron? You said Elroy, like the Jetson. What is his name? Elron, what Jacob said. 
Wow. R slash whoosh on that one for Ruben. Okay, let's I continue. Miss, did I you miss mi- something? You missed the Eric Andre Gross. reference. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. okay. Oh, Ruben, Ruben, Eric Andre is not like a refined taste or anything like that. You, you know, made that. me watch the whole new it's season. The, it's the opposite of <laughs> I would say. It's the opposite. I would say it's like. Which, you know. Brain dead. It's kind of not as good without Hannibal there. It's not going to lie. It is not good, but that's getting on a tangent. That's a different tangent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tom Cruise doing these crazy stunts in his sixties. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I already I, I said what I said, man. Oh, I Jacob, look, what did you think? I can't, I can't do those stunts um, in my late teens. Like that's, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that. Like I, I, think, I, I think we could pull it off. I think you and I could pull it off, Jacob. That's Ruben, crazy, dude. Maybe. Ruben May. Yeah, I got some training, some training in first. Some training. Yeah. Let's some... see. Um, there is one without giving spoilers. There's one story beat I didn't like. I didn't like what they did with Ilsa's character without spoiling yeah. it. I feel like they kind of wasted. Maybe she, Rebecca Ferguson, isn't in it much. I won't say why. Um, there's a choice they make with her character. I don't know if that's because she was filming. She has an Apple TV show. She has Dune. I think it's called Silo. Her Apple TV show is called Silo. Yeah, it's called uh, Silo. Silo. She got Dune. I don't know if like she can't commit to the franchise anymore. Which in that case, I would have probably just preferred they wrote her, wrote and wrote Ridden, her out, yeah. written her out. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> like they did Jeremy Renner, although they were going to kill Renner at the beginning of Fallout <laughs> as their way of writing him out. So maybe you know. Either way, I, I I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe they just shouldn't have mentioned her. I guess it's, I don't know. Because yeah, the choice doesn't seem to fit the character. I don't know that you meet in the last two movies. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I guess it shows character growth, but at the same yeah. time, uh... it just feels like rushed. Even though the movie's like two hours forty five minutes, I don't know. Like like. The stuff they do with her character in Venice feels rushed, even though the movie's already really long. I don't know why that is. Um, yeah. And Haley Atwell kind of took her place as the female lead, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Haley Atwell, uh, speaking of which, I did mention her in my opening uh, monologue, but she is absolutely great in this yep. movie. Yeah. Uh, great to see her getting a different role beyond uh, the first Captain America movie. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, her and her performance and what she did in the movie? She was good. She did a good job of what she had. I would say that like the first half of the character was like frustrating and a little infuriating. I feel like that. I feel like that's to be expected. Though. That was to like... be expected. Yeah, but the scene where like after the entire chase, I feel like this is not a spoiler. Hopefully, it's not a big spoiler. But like she still locks like Tom Cruise on the wheel. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean that one. That one maybe for me, it's more the fact that she ran again during the party. It's like, why are you? Why are you being yeah, a dick okay. still? Yeah. Like, why are you still being so dumb? Yeah, to be fair, than- she's not. She's running because she. She's not. Uh, minor spoiler here. She's not part of the the spy world at all. Yeah. So I think yeah. it kind of is logical in that sense. I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Uh, Nicholas Holt was supposed to play the villain in this one uh, before they got Isai Morales to come in and do it instead. I can't see Nicholas Holt playing this character. But then again, the Mission Impossible movies do something unique. They don't really write a script. I learned this afterwards. What they, they they cast people and then have those people build their own characters, basically. And then they write a script after they do that. It's a wonder that these movies work so well. They're, they're no, kind of like... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me 
that we're just we've just been watching D and D campaigns essentially. We've just been. Oh my god, I hadn't thought about it that way. But yeah, (laughs) we're just watching. Yeah, I put twenty points into my stealth. I put thirteen into my ability to jump off a plane. Tom, you've already put thirteen in the last movie. You can't keep adding points to that. That's a good point. Oh man. Uh, the chase in Rome <laughs> was better than the chase in Rome in Fast X. Got to stick that in there. Yeah. Um, you know they what? even filmed on the same steps that Fast yeah. X did, which was yeah. absolutely hilarious to me. Bar. It was a little bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know, I, I got one more thing about that D&D. Now that makes that does make sense because that one moment where Tom Cruise, you know, he does the big stunt and he ends up somehow flying right into the carriage that Haley yeah. Atwell's character is, that was a nat 20. That was a nat 20 right there. That man rolled a nat 20. Uh, the other, up. yeah. Just rude. <laughs> the other cast members were great. You got Pomp, Pomp Clementi, who played Mantis in this movie. Yeah, um, she did amazing. She did a great job yep. with uh, her the action Ar- scenes. The, uh, the Arby spokesperson did a phenomenal job, as is to be expected. Ruben's eyes just went blank because he doesn't know who Ving Rhames is, apparently. Oh! <laughs> I said Arby's. I heard, I heard Army. Army. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Jonathan Majors wasn't in this. Oh, woof. <laughs> or ex- like, I guess Tom Cruise would be the Army. Like, they don't even, person. like, they don't sponsor the Army in Top Gun. No, well, not directly. Like, not directly. Not directly. It's lies. Tell me what, as soon as I walked out of Maverick, I got halfway through a Navy registration form before I just had like a what am I doing moment and just (laughs) (laughs) went all out. They got me, man. I saw Miles Teller shirtless and I didn't know how to act. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, other actors in this, uh, they brought back uh, Henry Cerny from the first movie, uh, Kittredge. Uh, really good. Yeah. Oh, I is, is that, is that, oh, is he from the first movie? You haven't watched the first movie? I haven't. I just thought that dude Oh, you gotta new. watch it, man. I thought that yeah. was I new. It, yeah. He plays, uh, Ethan Hunt's IMF contact in the first movie. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. he reads the mission off in the first movie as well, huh. if I'm remembering correctly. Does he not do it in the, any, any Oh, well, he does it in this one as well. That's what okay. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He does it, yeah, at the beginning. Um, and then you have uh, Simon Pegg, great as always, great oh, comedy relief. I love Simon. Simon, get yourself some more work, man. Where have you been these last few years? Like, on, no, on, legitimately, where has he been? The last Probably. time I saw him, last time I saw him was Ready Player One. Yeah. Jesus, that has been a while. <laughs> well, you saw him in Fallout. Didn't Fallout come out anyway? Whatever. That's what came out a year later, didn't it? Oh, and then you have a character actor, Shay Wiggum, is one of the FBI agents who was uh, chasing Ethan. That's who uh, that they kept bugging me. I could, I know that that face. guy's in so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's literally a character actor. He's like in Sh- a bunch of stuff. Shout out Margot Martindale. Same exact feeling of like, I know this person. What have yeah. I seen them? <laughs> yeah. No, he's always great in whatever. Oh, he's he in was in great. Punk, Skull Island. He was George Stacy in Spider Man. That's why. I was about to say that's why I remember. I remember his face from from Skull Island. That's the movie I remember. His, yeah, that his character death was so sad in that movie. God damn it! Oh, and Skull Island stepped on. Yeah. No, no, it's the guy who got hit. He got he hit towards. Yeah, he, uh, he tries to suicide bomb the the, oh, the, the skull creature, yeah. and then he gets knocked. 
But yeah, no, he's great. I can't wait to see how they end this story arc. Just like Spider-Verse, I feel like how they nail the ending of this is going to determine how I look back on this part of the of the story. Yeah, uh, I guess part one's made a, made a comeback this summer. We got Fast X across the Spider-Verse and now Dead Reckoning part one. I don't know how I feel about that. And because of the strikes, all the second parts are going to come out way later than they should have. So... Yeah, uh, we're just going to sit on these part ones for a while. Dominic Toretto's son is going to be a full-grown man by the time that they're able to film the film Fast 11. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so I'd give it a 9 out of 10, personally. Uh, what I, would you I, go go with, Gavin? put it at around like a 7 or an 8. Like, uh, Jacob, what would you give it? Jacob, what would you give it? The uh, movie? I'd, I'd give it a... Um... Probably a nine out of ten as well. Okay. No, yeah, it's not yeah. as good as it's not as good as Fallout. Uh, Fallout was a yeah. I no, I put it at nine just because the action's still really good. It's do, still, do, it's little... oh my god, the Uncharted two. I can't. I'm not gonna spoil it. Y'all have to. Oh, see the train that. at the end. Yeah. Oh my god, we even really talk about that. But yeah, the train at the end. The train sequence is outstanding. Sequence. The action in this movie is top notch, and they, they really. And like, every time, like one of the like. Oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, All don't right, spoil too much. Don't spoil too much. All right, and now we will move on to those teenage turtles Jacob was mentioning. Sorry, those teenage turtles that Jonathan was mentioning. Jonathan, wait a minute, JQ. No, you used my real name, you idiot. <laughs> you know your name in the description of the podcast is Jonathan. Why would you I do? I, you? I, I do. I do have JQ in parentheses though. Okay, good. So that way they know. Which J is the Q, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So we saw the TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the new version. Segue, by the way, a wasted segue. That's besides the point. Uh, coincidentally, I guess we talked about two different Paramount uh, Pictures movies. Yeah. Um, should be noted, uh, Paramount Pictures, uh, part, part of the AMPTP, uh, pay these uh, writers and actors. Boom. Uh, I'm going to stick that in there. Okay. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Seth Rogen and his producing partner, uh, Evan Goldberg, uh, produced this one. They got uh, one of the co-directors of Mitchell's versus the Machines, Jeff Rowe, uh, to direct it. Um, Fun fact, on- Gravity yep. Falls alum right there. That's how Gravity, Gravity Falls The Gravity Falls tree is insane. Jonathan and I were going through it the other day, and it's absolutely insane. Yeah, like, that- Alex Hirsch. Got a crackpot team together to work on that. Yeah, what a surprise. And one of the best shows of Western animation to come out in the last decade has had their creators to go on and do a bunch of, uh, like, and, and we're talking, I'm not even talking like top dogs. We're talking like, you know, like, you know, people yeah. who worked on it have just gone on to do amazing shit. So, like, yeah. that's awesome. This movie is outstanding if it weren't for spider-verse this would probably be my favorite animated movie of the year um like it i think i'm trying to think i think i i don't think there have been too many animated movies that i've seen namona's close namona also oh, on Netflix i haven't also, seen yeah. it shit it's also really good it's great uh but this movie ninja turtles i love the art style they were going for a little uh drawings that kids will make in their school notebooks and that's how like the proportions and stuff were worked out with the characters i like that i like the gritty like feel to the character art as well the backgrounds 
Um, the voice acting's outstanding, uh, particularly Ice Cube is a standout for me. Ice Cube's um, a standout, I think, just because the first time that Ruben Jacob and I saw Ice Cube in a movie, it was in a little number called Are We There Yet? And he sucked. I'm not going to beat around the bush, all right? The man was not good, nope. all right? But he's been making movies for a little over a decade now, and I got to admit, there has been improvement. This man came to play as Superfly. Like, I bought it. At a point, I forgot it was Ice Cube. I wasn't even... I didn't like, even know. You didn't know? Yeah, no. No, at a point, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Really? I seriously did not. You seriously didn't know? That's how good of a job I see. Damn, okay. Yeah, yeah no, he did do it. Yeah. That's I, good I job, Ice Cube. Straight out of Compton. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall, I, yeah, I love I love this movie. Like, I... I hope it breaks even so we get more of these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. Jonathan, I'm going to ask you because you're the resident turtle fan in here. Uh, they really haven't ever cast teenagers to play the turtles. They usually cast uh, seasoned voice actors. I'm going to say Rob Polson is one of them because that's the one that always comes to my head out of the people. Seth Green. Uh, they yeah. had, um, uh, oh my God, Greg Sykes. Ben, Greg ben Sykes. Schwartz played uh, Leonardo Schwartz. on. Yeah. Uh, Rises. So I, I actually really liked Greg Sipes' turn at, as Michelangelo in that 3D animated one. Not my favorite Michelangelo. Well, yeah. I really liked him. Uh, there was also, a, oh, what's his name? Sean Astin played Raphael in that one. Oh. Sam, Wise, Sam Wise Damchi was in that, man. All right. Sam Wise yeah, Damchi. Yeah. Any of the iterations, I mean, even the live action ones, um, yeah. the Jim Henson and Michael Bay. Uh, once yeah. um, I say Jim Henson, not because he directed them, but because they used Jim yeah, Henson. Yeah, the 2003 um, version yeah. of the 19. You know what? You know what I've just noticed? The 07 Ruben, Turtles. Yeah, Ruben has. Oh yeah, oh, 07. Yeah, Nolan North. Um. Uh, uh. Oh God, what's his name? The guy who played Obi Wan Kenobi in Clone Wars. That guy played Leonardo. I can never remember. I can't name. remember. Yeah, but what were you gonna say? Arnold Taylor something. Oh, James Arnold Taylor. Thank the you. Guy who, the guy who plays Ratchet and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say, Ruben has just made me out to be just this this horrendous nerd is what Ruben has made me out to be throughout. I'm a nerd in different things. I know, but how many times have you been like, Jonathan, you're a resident blah, blah, blah. Enjoy but in this case, it's true. Jonathan, yeah, you know you... what's sad? You know what's sad? In almost every case, it has been true. <laughs> I think there was only one time where I was like, I really can't comment so much on this. <laughs> You're right but, okay. on this one, though. I think besides the original Turtles, you've seen a little bit out of every adaption, I'd say. Like, I'm talking like the original. Dude, even the original. Are we talking the 80s? Yeah. Have you yeah. Seen? Okay. Wait, no, I, you... read it. I was about to say, do you not so remember? We can make these assumptions. So I can't yeah. say you're an expert. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, I'm, about to, expert. Wait, wait, wait. I'm about to date myself with this one. I saw, I think, at least the first season of that 80s original because I rented the DVD from a blockbuster. <laughs> oh, shit. People are going to think you're old as shit. Also, the last blockbuster closed also to further to further ruin myself, the movie I have probably seen the most in my life is 2007 TMNT, TMNT. because oh, I got that movie from the same blockbuster and they're like, okay, you have 30 days with this movie. And I'm like, I'm going to make the most of these 30 days. <laughs> Once a effing day, I watched that movie for at least 20 days. So, yes, 
I know quite a bit about the turtles. Turtles are probably one of your favorite things growing up, to be yeah. real. It was that in Power Rangers. That in the Power Rangers. Hopefully that you nail the, the Power Rangers like on the big screen someday. I'm waiting, man. I'm waiting. <laughs> that Lionsgate movie didn't like really give you any hope there. But uh no. anyway, besides the point. Yeah, I need to watch that new special, but like I just haven't worked up the, the nerve to do it because I just don't want to watch a Mighty Morphin without Tommy. Without, you know, yeah, Tommy. Anyway. No, that was tragic. Um, no, but my question, uh, sorry, we went on like five different segues. It's that type of day on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my question, like, they have never really cast actual teenagers to play the characters. They have cast traditionally uh seasoned voice actors. What did you think about them using teenagers to play these characters and I the like effect to, that had on you your view of the characters I like this to say adaption? Every single one of you that complained about this online, yeah. I want you to get in a line so that I can slap you. Because <laughs> like, it's like, oh my god, they sound so mousy, or they sound it's like, dude, that, that's a teenager. Yeah, it's a teenager. And I mean, like, granted, early teens, mid teens, but still, uh, I, I honestly loved it. I think this is easily one of my favorite, if not my favorite, iteration of at least the turtles themselves. Like, I thought the turtles mm-hmm. themselves were done really well, yep. super well. There are. I think I think the the one complaint I had was that there were a few few too many times where they're making pop cultural references, and I get it. They're teams. I liked it. I, I didn't like the end game one. The end game one felt very forced. The rest of them I was cool with. John, but can't you see teenagers talking about Endgame? I mean, come I on, that's can. like one of the biggest movies of their youth. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. I really love their dynamic. I loved. I love the way they interacted. I love their individual their individual personalities, which. They've been nailing recently. Like, if you look back at those older Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the personalities are pretty even across the board with, like, a few, like, tweaks here and there. But, like, at this point, the last few iterations, we've gotten, like, really clear character distinctions. Um, One of my favorite scenes has got to be at the end of that amazing action montage where they're just kind of, like, shooting the shit with each other and, like, doing, like, fake Italian accents and just going back and forth. They're going back and forth for, like, what feels like at least half a minute. I was cackling. I was, like, I... I, They felt like brothers because they felt like brothers. All right? right. I really enjoyed that dynamic. I really... And then Ruben told me later that they were in the same... Yeah, they recorded them together, which is unusual yeah. for animation. They recorded the oh, did the, they have? That's genius. They need yeah, to do yeah. that more. I, I every time that I see more than one person in a booth, that's when we get some of the best stuff. I mean, granted, it comes with the territory to to give out a good performance of just being alone in the booth. But you know, still, I think having them all in the booth together was definitely worth it. Also, shout out Nicholas Cantu. My favorite gumball. Come on now. Come on now, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on now. (laughs) Jacob, what'd you think of the action in the movie? The action was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Talk about the montage, Jacob. Talk about the montage. Yeah, yeah, that montage. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, when they're like establishing themselves in the city as uh like vigilante fighters, I guess. Um, and like what would what were they like? Trying to find like Superfly, yeah, Superfly. Yeah. Like, trying to find like clues or like so that lead that, yeah. lead that led to Superfly, but um, oh my god, the way that they spliced each battle together in different locations, it made it seem like the same battle, 
fought in different locations. Oh, yeah, the, the circle so cool. shot yeah, was insane. Shot, oh, it was so good, dude. It was cool because, like, in some locations, like, they highlighted one turtle. And then in another location, they highlighted another turtle. So it's like, I don't know, you kind of, like, see someone took, like, one of the turtles took the lead here. One of the, one of the other turtles took a lead here. You know, it's kind of cool because, like, you yeah. kind of see them uh just grow into themselves like slowly and it's a beautiful way to do a montage and like to establish a, a group of characters yeah and then the action towards the end as well i absolutely love the action towards the end they did like the, when they're climbing up uh the super fly monster yes at the end that Dude, one oh, shot the one shot was so good and like I love. I, I, I'm. I'm a sucker for those New York Unity scenes where, like, it's like, like, oh, like, like Spider Man on the yeah. I the, know when they're throwing shit at the Goblin. I yeah. know they're horrendously cheesy. I get it. They really are. But I just, I enjoy them. It's my guilty pleasure. I enjoy those scenes. <laughs> I love I, it because it's like the antithesis of what you think New Yorkers will do. I, I get. Yeah. I get why they work. I get why they work. Yeah. Also, if we're talking action too, I really love the the one action scene that Splinter got. Because it just oh oozed, yeah, was, yeah it oozed with that Jackie Chan charm. Like he was using his surroundings. There was this one moment where he's using like one of those like a roller chair to kind of fight. I was like, I'm like, this is as if the man was still like 40 years old, like bouncing around. Like it was a very much true to to Jackie. You know, I thought that was mm, great yeah. chef's kiss. Honestly, um, honestly, if we're talking vocal performances too, we mentioned we mentioned Ice Cube. We mentioned like the main turtles. Uh, Jackie did well, but also like shout out to the mutants, like the mutants, the other mutants in this movie. I really yes. enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I think the one who got was the standout out of all those guys was Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was. Gecko. Oh, I loved Mondo <laughs> Gecko so much. That's honestly that was the only character I had not seen. I'm not gonna lie to you. Every other one I had recognized. Oh my god, from, really? Every That's other nuts. one I've recognized from other iterations. See, you saw, are the expert. You are the expert. I only saw 80. I only saw some of the 80s ones. I'm not sure if Mondo ever came up, but I know Leatherhead. Leatherhead is usually a dude, I think. But Leatherhead. Yeah, they, they gender swapped. Yeah, yeah I think Roseburn plays uh, Leatherhead, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Leatherhead, I know Superfly, usually Baxter Stockman, but I mean, he's there. Uh, I mean, obviously, Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, um, oh, God, there was the, oh, what's Genghis what's, uh, Frog? Genghis, Genghis Frog. Frog. Genghis Frog, I've seen once or twice. That's like, dude, that was Hannibal. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That was Hannibal Burris. Oh, man. Yeah. No, yeah. He had like two lines as well. He had two lines. I don't care. It was Hannibal. <laughs> No, um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know, just good job. Oh, uh, Ao Ao Edabiri as April O'Neil as well. Yeah, Great job yeah, yeah. I, I actually haven't said anything about April. Surprisingly enough, I've seen, I've heard that same voice actress on this little online, uh, like um, animated series that's been going on, made by uh Worthy Kids. It's called Big Top mm. Burger. Shout out Worthy Kids. Um, great, great, great creative all around. But yeah, no, I mean, I, this is the biggest thing I've seen her in, and she she was great. Honestly, I like this. I like this version of April. I'm not gonna lie. I know there are a lot of complaints about it for the wrong reasons yet again. Yeah. But honest, honest to God, I think she works perfectly fine. She bounces off well with the turtles. She holds her own. She's a character, you know. She's not just there for eye candy. Like she's doing shit, you know. She's she's an active part in the story, and I yeah, 
I have to give props to that. But yeah, no, this this movie was just whoo. They make a sequel, they better bring Casey. Yeah, they ah, they will, they will. Also, like for oh yeah, because they haven't nailed Casey Jones in a while. Well, right, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles brought him in in their movie instead of their series, but we really haven't had like the Nickelodeon show. I thought of the teenage. Oh yeah, a little older though. I didn't like that Josh Peck, Casey Jones. All that, a, like, oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. wasn't a big fan. I, then there was Stephen Amell, Casey Jones, which was, I, was no, all that, right. That one sucked. I'm sorry. No, that one was ass. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Amell, you, yeah, you, yeah. Have, you have failed this city. All right? That's what I said. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, well, ooh. she got in into hot water because of the strikes as well, but we, yeah, we won't go. Yeah, because he was talking shit. He was talking shit. Man. He talked shit. He but shouldn't that... be talking shit. Already, there's so many people who have worked on the Arrowverse who were kind of like, yeah, he's kind of a dickhead, like not like in a bad way, like not like the yeah. Hollywood dick that you think of nowadays, but like the old one where it's like, okay, he's a little full of himself. He's a bit of a diva. Like it's probably the equivalent of the insult of the strike. Because, you know, he wants to be in a film so badly, but nobody wants him. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, no, the last so standout Casey, I could, uh, the, the 2003 Casey was pretty good. Chris Evans. Uh, stay, uh, uh, oh, yeah, Casey, in the 07 movie, uh, right? The 07. I, wow. Okay. You know what? I'm really not doing myself any favors by just listing <laughs> this off the top of my head, am I? I also really like. I called you the expert for a reason. Yeah. One of my favorite versions. I'm not gonna lie, and it might be a guilty pleasure. Was the one from the first uh, live action Jim Henson movie. I think that I, I feel oh. like that, that's the best. Oops, that, oops that's my. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> thought of that. Crushes, crushes. Haven't thought of that for years. <laughs> Casey nonchalantly murders the shredder, but just leading up to the gun. He says, "Whoops." Imagine, imagine the last words you hear before you get crushed in a garbage compactor is some 20-something-year-old saying whoops, and then all of a sudden you hear like gears starting to turn and the space gets a little tight. Bro, I would be upset. I would be <laughs> Grant, okay. Granted, he came back. He did come back. All right. Yeah, but that was supposed to be his death. Like if they never made a sequel, he died. Oh, yeah, I know that would have been it. Then we would have never seen him uh, ruining a Vanilla Ice concert. God damn! That second movie's so bad. I mean, that's a I, different like like he, I, he turns into shoot he turns into giant shredder and then accidentally just kills himself. Like they don't even yeah. fight him, which I is absolutely seen, hilarious. I, I, I never saw the third one, but I know the second. But here's the thing: its parents started complaining about the first one. Like, oh they my god! They should, yeah, they shouldn't be using their weapons. It's like, no. would you shut the you hell up? Yeah. No, no if you watch that second movie, they don't use their weapons oh at all. Oh my god, it's actually yeah. hilarious when you yeah. know. So when you like, know, and you go and watch that movie, it makes it so funny. Just on their waist or like on their backs? Yeah, yeah, on their waist. Or their They'll back. just start kicking. They'll just do kicks and punches. Yeah. So funny. I will say, I speaking of which, though, the the weapon integration in this new one also really good. I really, I really, I think. love how they weren't experts with the weapons and they had to like grow as. I guess ninjas, I guess yeah. is the proper way of saying it. How they yeah. didn't know how to use them well at first. They yeah. actually injured themselves with the weapons at first as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean that bits that bits in the trailer. But yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that's I, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about the last moments of the movie, but we'd have to put like Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh uh put a spoiler disclaimer. Right. Okay, uh spoiler alert. Uh, overall, I give it a 
I also give this one oh, yeah, probably like an eight point five out of ten. Um, Jonathan, uh, eight or nine, honestly, really solid movie. <laughs> really enjoyed think, that. Yeah, I think I'd give it an eight. Eight out of ten. Okay, so go watch it. We all recommend it. Uh, please, this movie deserves all the money. The art style is insanely good. Uh, the jokes are really well done. Uh, especially if people think Seth Rogen only does dumb humor. This script of his and his co-writers, uh, Evan Goldberg, and I think Jeff Rowe also worked on the script. Who would have um, known? This- as long as Seth Rogen isn't writing for himself, it's actually pretty decent. <laughs> Seth Rogen's a great producer. Like, yeah. especially recently. Invincible, which you all, a bunch of people love, and The Boys uh, is also Seth Rogen. That man should have stayed behind the cameras. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't think he's done much in front of the camera besides, like, little roles in the stuff he's produced lately. Yeah, I can't think true. of, like, lately, the last big movie. That is true. He hasn't Shut done a big movie. Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Excuse me? He <laughs> played Beowulf? Dude? God? The last time I remember him playing the lead was that HBO American Pickle movie, which got taken off of HBO in the what? Great Zazlaff Purge. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, so you can't watch that movie? No, you can't. No, you can't. But you got to pay on one of the digital rental sites to watch it. Oh, that's so dumb. That is so Zazlav, baby. I can't go a podcast without mentioning that piece of shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 look at. Oh, wait, shoot. The the, the bit about us talking about James Cameron in the podcast got cut. Oh, so I can't even make that comparison. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. So go watch the movie. We highly recommend it. Yes, uh, you'll do. really love it. You won't regret it. And I want that sequel. Okay. I Spoiler alert. Now. Jonathan. Great, great job. This is the last thing we'll be talking about. Guys. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on, quick. I've been facing this screen for two hours as we figure out how to how to how to, how to manage all the Ruben, get a new laptop. Anyway. This is what I wanted to avoid, but it's all right. Moving on. Moving on. I tried. I'm sorry. Yeah. Something, uh, something that I really loved about this interpretation was the ending specifically because I think it puts the turtles in a place where we really have not seen them, which is like pretty much integrated into society, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you, you haven't seen, the, the closest we got to that was uh, was the end of the second Bay movie. Um, and, and I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay. But this one, it feels, you know, there's some gravitas to it. There, It puts them in a very interesting position. They're high schoolers. They're going to high school. They're interacting with kids their age. Like that's an interesting place to have these characters and we haven't seen them out of no. the shadows all that much. Like the only times they ever do end up out of the shadows are like near the end of their of their series or near the end of their movie runs. Like this is the first moment where we're opening with this and we have a chance to kind of say, okay, what is it like if these turtles are are kind of experiencing teenage life as it is and also being heroes, you know? You're gonna, there's some interesting stuff to be done there. Sure. Like, again, I'm, you know, nothing that Spider-Man hasn't already done, but I'm just saying there's something for these characters. This this could be very interesting. And it's unique too, you know, that's what you're yeah. saying, you know, it hasn't been yeah. done. Besides, maybe in the comics, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, no, it is an interesting place to leave them off. Um, I guess it'll make it more, I don't know, where they have to protect individual people, I guess. Yeah. Right? Like, they could also do that. They could go into their school life and balancing that as well. Um, maybe not everyone's going to accept them. They could explore that aspect more. How do they navigate that? 
Um, yeah. How they're, they're not going to be universally accepted. They'll definitely do that. Um, maybe some kid in the school is jealous and becomes a villain and they do an adaption of some villain that way. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities they could do. Mutagen Man. Yeah. Is that perfect, actually chance, perfect chance to use Mutagen Man. <laughs> I'm really not helping my game. <laughs> Wait, that's a real character, isn't it? That's a real Mutagen goddamn Man. character. You think I'm uh, lying. I don't, In the yeah. most recent iteration, he was played by Roger Craig Smith. Sonic? Yep. <laughs> and I'm not helping myself out either with that one. That, that <laughs> That's common knowledge. <laughs> not common knowledge for the general public if you think about it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right, and that'll do it for this episode, unless someone else wanted to add anything else. No, no. Yep, no, that's what I thought. Closing. All right. wants to add closing it out. Okay, uh, next time we will be talking about Blue Beetle. Uh, we'll see how that is. Um, but until then, um, peace out. Uh, you got an hour podcast, and we filmed for two. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what's going on today. I'm going to freaking kill myself. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>